0: Welcome to the Redeemed Women Podcast. I'm your host, Paige Bierman. Well, if you listened to last week's episode, you know that this week I'm talking to stay at home moms. It was so encouraging, so good for my heart. I loved talking to Steph Jones, Dorothy Parker, and Sarah Markram. Um, each of their entries into parenthood and into staying at home was very different, and I think that is just such a beautiful thing. But I'll tell you, after having a conversation with working moms and stay-at-home moms, what I've learned is that we are all just about the same. We're trying to do our best, and we're trying to love our family and our kiddos as best as we can. And um, for some of us, that means staying at home, and for some of us, that means working. So I hope that you find this conversation as encouraging as I did. These ladies have so much wisdom and goodness to share, and I was just eating it up. So, without further ado, here is my conversation with stay-at-home moms. I'm really excited, super, super excited, um, to have this discussion about staying at home and momming. And, um, you know, I think I told this to each of y'all when I asked you if you would be here, but after last season I had several people talk to me about would you be interested in doing like a working moms and a stay-at-home moms podcast and yeah I've already recorded with the working moms but I remember I told them like I think I've just kind of been in the groove of like what my family does for so long that I forgot how big of a deal and how big of a like decision point that is um especially for your first but I mean We'll probably talk about how it's not just your first, but it could be your second or your third, fourth or fifth, whatever, you know, it's always like that open-handed thing. So um, I'm excited that enough people asked to like pique my attention um, on that, but um, I'm just really pumped to hear what you guys have to say and share like your different stories. So without further ado, I'll let you guys all introduce yourself if we'll just go around and Tell us your name, maybe a little bit about your family, um, and I guess since you know we're talking about staying at home, how long have you stayed at home with your kids, and then um, a little bit about how you came to Redeemer. So, Dorothy, do you want to go first? Sure. Okay. So, I'm Dorothy Parker, and um,
1: I am a Tennessee girl. Um, went to Stanford, met my husband, Dave. And we are celebrating our 19th wedding anniversary this month. Wow, congrats. Thank you. Um, Our oldest is 15, and um, so that's my daughter, um, Maddie. And then we've got a 12-year-old son, an 8-year-old son, and then twin girls that are about to turn 7 at the end of this week. So So 15 um, to 7. Yes, so Uh, Maddie, Eli, Abe, Lily, and Ellie and um i have been a stay-at-home mom since maddie was born Mm -hmm. um so i never i never worked outside the home and um we'll talk about that Mm -hmm. in a minute but um we came to redeemer in 2015. we knew we were moving back to birmingham from tennessee and um, dave's parents had moved to avondale so Every time we'd come to visit them, we would walk down to Redeemer, and we kind of got reconnected with um, Joel and Lauren a little bit. We well, we found out that Joel and Lauren had had planted a church in Avondale, and so um, we knew we wanted to try it out when we came in town. And it was just kind of a no brainer. We just got connected with mm-hmm. people, um, and it was
0: the rest was history. Wow! So. Yeah. So, did were you guys part of like the UCF Samford? Yeah. So okay. Dave
1: went to UCF <clears throat> quite a bit. I went a few times, mm-hmm. um, and uh, Dave actually was in a discipleship group or a Bible study mm-hmm. with Joel at one point. Um, so yeah. okay,
2: okay. Well, yep.
0: thanks.
3: I'm glad you're here. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> um, I am Steph Jones. I'm married to Scotty Jones. We have been married for almost nine years um we met when we were both living in jacksonville florida doing youth ministry oh. um and then we kind of have an interesting story where we took a little break on our relationship and he moved back to trustful where he's from and um then we got back together and got married and that's what brought me to um birmingham i'm originally from central florida um and we lived in trustful for about two years and um yeah, then moved to Crestwood. But we have um, three children. Campbell is three and a half, Miles is two, and Bodie, our son, is one or is six months. I'm sorry. Um, and I have been a stay-at-home mom since, I guess it's been a year and a half, a little over a year and a half mm-hmm. now. Um, so a very fresh, new mom in general, but also a stay-at-home mom. Um, and we came to Redeemer um, when we moved from Trustville, We were going to a church in Lipscomb, Alabama. And it was a very missional church, and we loved it. But when we moved to Crestwood, we just really were convicted about doing life with the people we lived around. Lipscomb mm-hmm. was so far for us to travel, and we just couldn't do community the way that we really wanted to with people that we went to church with. And so um, I was neighbors with Jen de Villeneuve when I lived in trustful and I remember her stopping me one time at a YMCA and saying, "If y'all ever want to try redeemer. I think y'all would really like it. Mm -hmm. And so when we moved to Crestwood, just really prayed about, you know, God, we just want to do life with people that we go to church with. And so remembered what Jen had said about redeemer. We went to a nine lessons and Carol's service and we've been here ever since. And that was 2015 as well. So, um, yeah, man, I didn't know I didn't know you were from Central
4: Florida. Yes. I have so
0: many questions.
3: Yeah.
4: (laughs) Right outside Orlando, Florida. Okay. Yeah. I love it. Um, I'm Sarah Markram. My husband is Sam. We've been married, um, it'll be 11 years in May, and our boys are Paul, who's seven, Riggs is four, and Luke is two, and I grew up in the Panhandle of Florida, and I have three older brothers. I think that totally plays into my, like... Mom Three of only boys, yeah. Now I can maybe handle it. Um, and something I think it's a little unique about my motherhood journey is that I lost my mom when I was 24. Mm-hmm. So, like, all of this, um, is you know just without my mom, which is mm-hmm. hard, but um, we moved here from Memphis. So, my husband and I met, um, we went to a school called Lipscomb in Nashville. And then he went to medical school in Memphis. So I was kind of, I called myself the sugar mama for four years. I Mm -hmm. loved being the little breadwinner of our family. And then um, when Paul was born, um, I just, I had no idea how I was possibly gonna be a mom with a husband in residency and work. That was just so unknown and hard to imagine. And so I really loved my job. I loved the people I worked with. I had great flexibility. And I quit because I just needed to stay home. So mm-hmm. um, so we moved here in 2014, and um, I do feel like a lot of our community in Memphis was just asking, like, what can we pray for you, like, through your move? And, like, the move to Memphis was so hard for me. It just took me a long time to find my footing and my people and my friends, which I think it usually just takes about two years to feel really at home somewhere new. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, like, had so many people praying for me that community would come quickly and I think like finding Redeemer quickly was such an answer to prayer. Um, but what I think is really neat about it, I don't know if you knew Jordan and Kinsey Stanley, they went to a church in Lipscomb, so that's what I'm saying they're going, "Yeah, how's that not think So we were like we were like friends set up when we moved to Birmingham. He was here for residency, but they'd come from Arkansas and we'd come from Memphis, and so somebody set us up, like, we know y'all are going to be y'all are similar, and we, mm-hmm. they ended up being some of our sweetest friends. When we very first moved here, I, we were talking about which churches we were going to. And in my mind, Jordan told me Redeemer, and I'm in his kitchen. and so I googled Redeemer mm-hmm. um so it would like be kind of saved on my phone. And so then I went home, I listened to a sermon. I told Sam about it. It's funny, this is such a We were trying to like place membership at the same place as our medical school friends that had all uh-huh. moved here together because we were all different specialties and in different stages of life and stuff. And so we were kind of like, oh, for churches like, a mutual thing, then that would be really nice. And so um, we were going to a different church with kind of like our group, but it was just very overwhelming with the new baby. It was very far away from our house. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I listened to the sermon. I really liked it. Let's go try. And so we came to Redeemer and it was like, first time, felt the Holy Spirit. Music was incredible. And I was like, I feel like that's our church home. The second week, Sam absolutely agreed. We brought a friend with us. <laughs> and, um, and anyways, I don't know, six, Year, months later maybe a year later I mentioned it to Jordan like well I only found Redeemer because you told me about Redeemer and uh-huh. he said I had never heard of Redeemer until y'all placed membership there and That's so, so funny. I know huh so what what I so I'm always like well I feel like the Holy Spirit really yep. loves Redeemer yeah. I mean <laughs> the Holy Spirit brought you like <laughs> there's no real answer of like why we found it because it mm-hmm. was so random for us and we like found it kind of knew it was where we wanted to be place membership and try to get plugged in kind yeah. of quickly so loved yeah. it Wow. Right. Gosh, it's it's rare that I find
0: someone who's like, yeah, I didn't really know anyone here. I just kind of showed up. No. So
4: huh. like usually there's like a person, there's a handle. Right. To I bring mean, in. we did come the first time and Craig Baden was here, Craig mm-hmm. Amore, and, and he is in the same specialty as Sam. So he was okay. kind of an outgoing resident as Sam was an incoming mm-hmm. resident. So that was kind of wild to show up and really not know anybody in town mm-hmm. and then see somebody that Sam respected, you know, yeah. kind of having worked with him a little bit. So, um, so that was unique. So, yeah, but yeah we really didn't, didn't know anybody. Wow. And I think pretty quickly, um, Joel said from the pulpit that he loved hearing crying babies cause he knew how hard it was to get in there. And I'm just like crying at church by myself cause my husband's working and was like, this is the place for me, you know? <laughs> 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 so, yeah. So Paul was three, four months old. Four months Man. Old. That's amazing. What, what year was that? 2014. 14.
0: Okay. That's when we came as well. Yeah. Um, so obviously we're talking about staying at home. Um, and so I'd love to just kind of hear a little bit of the background. Like how was it that for you and your family you made the decision that you would, you know, quit your job and stay at home
3: when you had first or second kiddos? Yeah. Um, for me, it's funny because when Paige, when you asked me, Mm-hmm. Um, if I would be interested in doing this, uh, I replied no, <laughs> um, <laughs> because I never saw myself as a stay-at-home mom. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was, I think, the path getting me to being a stay-at-home mom was really difficult for me, and it was a really soul-searching identity, letting go, kind of, it was just all-encompassing, and I did not have that um, just had my first baby. I can't wait to stay home. It was, I remember with Campbell being really ready to go back to work mm-hmm. and excited to go back to work. And, and of course, sad to leave her. She's my baby and yeah. was eight weeks old. Um, but I really loved my job, my career, and um, at the time really could balance it. And so it wasn't until um, I had my son, Miles, so he was he was born in February of 2019, and I ended up quitting my job in August of 2019, so about six months old. Um, but I really started to pretty much immediately feel like I – there was something off. Mm-hmm. I, I couldn't place it at the time that it was necessarily work itself, but there was something off, and I kept kind of rushing off to hormones or whatever. Um, but I kind of started to tell Scotty, I just – I feel very overwhelmed, and I, I don't feel at peace. I don't feel at peace, you know, in my role, so much in my role at work, but also just in motherhood, and it, I just felt like I couldn't juggle at all. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't know if it was because I had kids so close in age or um, what it was, and, and truly this identity that I had wrapped myself in work. I, had, I got my first job when I was 15 and kind yeah. of prided myself in being independent and working, um, and so – Yeah, I just started to feel very confused about why am I not having peace about work and kind of kept stifling that. Like, surely it's just being a new mom to two kids, or surely it's Mm -hmm. X, Y, Z. Surely it's not that the Lord would be calling me away from working outside of the home. Um, And so when Scotty and I really started to kind of talk through that and and decide that that was kind of the key thing – I cut my hours back. I went to working four days a week, and that kind of still didn't help. Um, and it wasn't really until my um, my boss – and I worked for an amazing company, very family-focused. Like, if my kids were sick, it was no questions at all. Go home. Like, it was wonderful. Um, but it wasn't until my boss came to me with a job opportunity, but it would require me to go back to being full-time. And I realized that I didn't want that. Mm-hmm. And I think that really – kind of struck me hard where I was telling Scotty, you know, this is, sorry, I didn't think I'd get emotional talking no, about this. Um, this is the first time that I am realizing that I don't want to further my career. I don't have that passion anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I want to stay home. And I had so many more fears about staying home. And so we did the whole weighing the pros and cons and you know, talking about all of it. But I think verbally saying that of, I want to be home with my kids was really hard for me. And I didn't have that instant peace. It wasn't like the Lord was like, yes, you admitted it, like Mm -hmm. now stay home. Um, I still felt very lost in that and questioned a lot. So that's kind of a long story of kind of, I guess, four months at least. I worked another two months after I um, told my job that I was going to be leaving, um, but yeah, it was a really mm-hmm. kind of a soul searching moment of you know my identity being found in me as a working w- student, a working woman, a working wife, a working mom, and and the joy I had in that. But then, kind of my life was seeming to take a different path without me, and I wasn't getting on board, and I didn't know how to handle that. I didn't know where the yeah. Lord was kind of taking me in that in that role. Um, and just kind of releasing my fears. <laughs> and this is exactly why I wanted you to be on the
0: podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I Well, I just think there's like, it's a total lie. And I think anyone who, you know, way, walks into motherhood and, and is deciding if they will continue working or if they will stay home knows this. But there's like, I think this myth that like, every woman just knows, like, I'm going to, work or I'm going to stay at home and fortunately there are several and I know several women who have just known and like it's been clear as day and I think that's wonderful but I think there's a huge group that it's like I don't know I'm kind of scared about both or like it I feel uneasy about both or yeah like that weighing the pros and cons like can we make it work can I make it work on the other side you know and once again I I knew I knew that that's <laughs> what your story was, and I was like, but that's what I want some people to hear that it's yeah. not yeah. I think always it's, easy.
3: I think it's hard to to admit when it's such a motherhood in general is such a tender topic, mm-hmm. and so for myself to wrestle with the idea of why why isn't this like you're saying so black and white? Either I want to make it work with working outside the home, or I want to? stay home with my kids, you know, my kids are at the center of this. So yeah. what is, why is this so difficult? And, and I do think a lot of it for me was, um, being a new mom and just figuring out. I think there's a lot of lies feeding mm-hmm. us of what our identity is. And, and even still, like my identity is not just found in being Campbell and Miles and Bodie's mom, though I love that, but, um, kind of really stripping away what I held so tightly as being a working mom. Yeah. And kind of releasing that so.
0: totally anyone else want to take a stab at kind of how you and your husband made the choice Where? I want to
4: hear yours but I want you <laughs> <laughs> to say but I we're kind of similar so I don't know
3: <laughs> yeah well, <laughs> so good see I already different. feel better someone <laughs> yeah, else was yeah, like yeah. That.
4: <laughs>
1: I agree that it's really great to hear those stories mm-hmm. um of people who have had to struggle through that that was never the case for me mm-hmm. um and I wouldn't say that it was this magical, like, "ooh, I know I want to stay at mm-hmm. home, but it was just, and Dave and I even talked about this on Sunday. I don't even really remember a conversation about mm-hmm. this. It was just where we kind of found ourselves. Um, So when we got engaged and married, I was in Tennessee and doing college ministry and Dave and I um, were pretty sure we were going to go on the mission field. Okay. And um, so I just, from the beginning, I was like, I'm not building a career. I wanna, We're going to be in ministry together. I'm going to play a supporting role in whatever God calls us to do overseas. Well, as soon as we had our first child, um, that it became clear that that was not what the Lord had for us. Um, and by that point— I had no career, you know, because mm-hmm. I hadn't built one. And And we had lived, the first three years of our marriage, we lived in Northern California at a Young Life camp. So we worked oh, okay. on the property staff there. And it was in the middle of nowhere. So I folded laundry mm-hmm. and worked in the coffee shop in the camp, you know. So, and then we moved back to Tennessee, and we were also in the middle of nowhere as Dave, Dave was doing a building project there. And um. so, again, by the time we started having babies, I didn't have a job that I would love to going to, or Mm -hmm. that made it worth getting childcare for my children. But I also was surrounded by other stay at home moms. And I loved watching what they had. And that was what I was drawn to the most. Mm -hmm. So it was really, it almost didn't even feel like a decision. It was Mm -hmm. just kind of like, this is just just what we did. I don't know. Yeah. So yeah. No, I don't. Know I mean, if that's helpful to anyone. No, but no, totally. well, totally. <laughs> so like,
0: so. I, I mean, and like I said, I, I keep like comparing and contrasting between like the other ladies I talked to. Like there were similar. You know, there were the ones who were like, I just always thought I was gonna be a stay-at-home mom, and then that's not the cards I was dealt, and then vice versa. Like I kind of represent a like. I don't know. I just always kind of knew that I would continue working. And so I kind of represent a little bit. It wasn't as as big of a, a thing for me as it can be for others. So, no, I, I mean, we're just all unique and gifted in unique ways. And, I also feel yeah. like I al- always knew that
1: I was pretty sure I didn't have enough energy to do both. And I'm absolutely amazed at my Mom, friends mm-hmm. who do both, and I'm just—I don't think that God has equipped me that way, mm-hmm. and um, so there's not a day in my life that I wonder, "Is this the right thing?" Mm-hmm. I know it's the right thing yeah. for me, yeah. and I know that I would, if I had a job outside the home, I would probably do that not so great, and my home life not so great, mm-hmm. and I want to do one really well. Yeah, so yeah.
4: I love that. I yeah. love that. <laughs> um. So I feel similar to you. I started working, you know, when I turned 16, stayed at every job as long as I possibly could um, and really loved in my career. And before getting pregnant, I thought we were going to have babies older and I thought I would be even further into my career. Mm -hmm. And I just thought I would always work. It was was what I thought, but also it was the expectation set for me by my family.
0: I was going to ask that, like... Moms (laughs) who worked or didn't work, right? Yeah. So my
4: mom worked, but also just my, you know, my I've I have a dad and three brothers, and no mom guiding me now. So like, Mm -hmm. they are very vocal that they believe that everybody needs to work. And so, whenever I was very insecure about my decision, I didn't have my family reassuring me I was doing the right thing. Mm -hmm. It was like every time I talked to somebody, they're like, Yeah, yeah, I'm glad that Paul's rolling over, but like, when are you going back? Like, Mm -hmm. what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? So um so that was hard really hard yeah um until they finally (laughs) I finally told my brother one day um which is this just isn't true at all but I was like I'm I'm not gonna I'm never gonna work I will never work again and if we are poor and we cannot pay the bills I'm gonna tell Sam to work harder because I'm not going back to work. <laughs> so you can quit asking me. And he was like, okay. Okay. Like, I don't know what They're he did. Like, like, he called everybody else and was like, back off of Sarah. <laughs> like, a... she's gone off the teeth. That's team. hilarious. Like, put those brothers in check. <laughs> oh, man. We yeah. are all, yeah, we're all pretty blunt with each other. That's just how we operate. <laughs> but, um, but that same brother tells me all the time how proud he is of me. Yeah. But it's just the expectation was that I would work. So mm-hmm. it was really hard um a big loss of feeling like I was really good at something Mm -hmm. like you're just home and alone all the time and like it was you know me and um and uh, you know just feeling accomplished feeling good at something getting a tangible benefit from something as in a paycheck um Mm -hmm. all of those things just being like dropped out and so I think a lot of like relying on like where's my identity where am i seeking it don't replace that identity with just being a mom right Mm -hmm. like um trying to keep focused on you know where that really lies and not on the tangible things that i think i can earn on this earth and in this world but Mm -hmm. to focus kind of on my family but again for me my husband was going into residency and so for me i feel like i do kind of look at some of my peers like the main thing that we kind of talked Mm about uh group leader thing was just I just always want more time with Sam like there's just never enough and so um I just felt like I couldn't take myself out of the equation with our kids during the day so then they're only getting like what a couple hours with one parent Mm -hmm. um so it's like if he's not there until the last minute or not till after bed and he's gone he's doing you know cases before they wake up in the morning um it's just I just really felt like one of us needed to be there. Yeah. So you kind of touched on it
0: there, but I'd like to hear too, like, as I think, you know, it sounded like you and Scotty made like pros and cons. Like what were some of the factors that you take into to consideration? Like you're taking in Sam's work schedule mm-hmm. and how often your kids will be with one or both parents. I think that's like super important. Like what other things do you kind of consider when making this choice?
3: Yeah, I I think a big, we, Scotty and I are big pros and cons people. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, We can overthink things um, to an extreme, but yeah, the, the pros and cons and and factors to consider were big for us. Kind of what you said about the tangibles, like finances, that was a, that was a big one. Can we, can we do this? Um, And I think that's also something to, you know, consider there's not a lot of, women who can't who have that choice Mm -hmm. and so we we did have the freedom to allow me to stay home and it was kind of looking at you know where where do we need to cut back or make sacrifices and Mm -hmm. oh my gosh we actually have to make a budget now and stick Mm -hmm. to it um but that was um you know one factor another one was I remember um we had a nanny who we loved and I remember she started asking me questions about Campbell as far as like discipline or hey how do you want me to handle this or she was so great to always ask me what to do Um, but I started to get to a point where I was like I don't know yeah (laughs) I don't know the answer Mm -hmm. to that I don't feel like I'm there enough to really see what Campbell needs in this and Mm -hmm. I'm learning how to be a mom so I don't know what's going to work and so there were those kind of factors of well being present in the home you're able to make those decisions and if you're not well, Steph, what are we gonna what's our game plan? What you know, how do what do we talk to her nanny about what we want her to do and not do? And um that was kind of a big one. Yeah. Um, uh, my family, all extended family doesn't live here. They're all in Florida. And so wanting my children to know their extended family was big for me, wanting to feel like I could take off for a week and go to Florida and I couldn't really do that with a career. Yeah. Um, I think another one was um just the, the, I, my job didn't require it a lot, but just the lack of a like set routine or set schedule, knowing I'm always going to be home at this time or I'm always going to leave at this time or um, being disappointed a lot when I couldn't come home on my lunch break to see Campbell or mm-hmm. things like that. So just kind of weighing, yeah, the, I mean, sadly, a lot of the cons for me were just my lack of um, confidence in, in being a mom. Mm -hmm. I remember telling Scotty one of my biggest fears was um, what if I'm not as good of a mom as Sarah is a nanny and I remember like telling him that and feeling so Mm -hmm. terrible saying that like surely the Lord would not call me to motherhood and then not equip me and so really I mean that was kind of sadly a a con for me of staying home what if I can't what if I'm not that good and it just was not to overly spiritualize it but lies that Satan was just feeding me Um, And so, yeah, really kind of wrestling through um, all the, I guess, normal things, finances. Will it work? Is that what's best for our family? But then just kind of hashing out deeper fears and weighing those as pros and cons, too.
4: For sure. I've had those, like, dark days and vulnerable days where I've gone, surely they're going to be taken care of better at a daycare. Mm -hmm. Like, somebody isn't going to yell at them like I just yelled at them at daycare. Or, you know, same thing of just like, especially in I think the early days of motherhood, like nobody's sure. Like I'm, I can't wait to hear what you have to say because like (laughs) I'm seven years into this, like I'm still learning how to swim, you know, like I'm, Mm -hmm. um, so it's hard to, you know, I don't have all of the perspective, you know, Mm -hmm. I just pray that I'm doing the right thing, but like. I don't know. And in a career, if I'm not doing the right, right. thing, they tell me, right? Like, yeah, there's a you job description <laughs> metric. <There's> a, <laughs> right. Yeah,
3: there yeah. are metrics, and there's yeah. a way to measure. You're doing a great job. You right. get a bonus. You're doing a terrible do- like. And right. I just it feels felt very much like I don't. How am I gonna know if I'm succeeding in this? And right. Mm-hmm. Again, just um, yeah, a total shift in perspective. Now, right. Actually, quit my job and staying home. But yeah, those yeah. were big fears. <laughs> right. For sure. Um, Um, I'd love
0: to hear too, like even just like how, how like you have processed this kind of like you were talking about, like with your, with your husband, like how, how does that relationship kind of look like when you first made the choice to stay home? But like, what does it look like now? Like, how does that work? Because I mean, I'm not a stay at home mom, but I do have a decent amount of flexibility and, um, I'm kind of like the primary, if a kid is sick, Paige is home kind of thing. And I could imagine, especially like a full-time stay at home, like husband walks in at the end of the day and you're like, peace, I'm out. Like my hair is frazzled. I'm frazzled. Like we're all just frazzled. And so what has it looked like as far as like your marriage and your relationship with your spouse for you guys to like work together in that? I kind of threw this on the fly. I didn't prepare y'all for that. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well,
1: I'll, I'll start by saying that I feel like y'all are still in the little years, yeah. mm-hmm. and it looks very different. Yes, speak now. to us. Mm-hmm. Yes. Right. So <laughs> all the things that you were saying about, am I doing this right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I went through all of those questions, and I never felt like I was doing it right. Like, right. I was always falling short at something. Um, it's, I feel like I finally got my sea legs under me. <laughs> But my oldest is 15 years old. Right. Um, but like my two oldest um, are able to voice these things and like tell me, mm. Mom, I love it when you do this. Mm. Thank you for doing this. I, I love you so much. Like they're giving back to me right. what you don't necessarily get in the little years. Yeah. And you do see things come full circle. You, you see growth and maturity. In your children and I don't know I feel like I have so much more joy in motherhood right now than I ever did in the little years it was hard and it was so yes husband would come home you're pulling your hair out I don't care where I'm going but I'm going somewhere yeah. because I got to get out of this house like that's how right? I felt many days um because it was just so much all the time um now, it's not so much like that, um, but I will say that, um, and this is something that I would say to the husbands, mm-hmm. if they're listening,
2: mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> that um, find out what it is that your wife needs to recharge, so and encourage that, and mm-hmm. make that space for that. Um, so for us, I wanted Dave to take all the kids and go somewhere. I was never in my house alone. Ever. Oh, yeah. And mess. I wanted that so much. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I didn't necessarily need to go somewhere else. I wanted to be in a quiet house. Right. I want to put it all together, yeah. put things where they belong. And I want it to last for more than 30 seconds. Right. Um, so, I mean, figuring out what that is, I mean, there's probably a daily thing that your husband could do to kind of, help you recharge mm-hmm. and then maybe a weekly thing maybe a monthly thing I have a friend who would go off on a retreat like every quarter or something just by herself
0: mm-hmm. um so yeah you know I'd be interested to hear at you know as your kids get older but like there are like certain chores and like certain not even chores but like kid things that like I just just I really don't like bath time like I just really don't like bath time like I don't want to get wet I don't want to you know and so that is one of the things that like in our house, Josh does bath time. And I use that time to clean up the kitchen. And it's like this 15 minutes of just sanity. Um, but I don't know. I, I Eventually your kids start bathing themselves. So I hear. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. So I guess that goes away, but um, I don't know. Yeah. I think that's so wise. Yeah, that
3: is. I yeah, think I'm still learning that as a new mom and new stay at home mom and and kind of, I feel like my story, I keep using the word guilt and that's just me laying it all out there that I guess yeah. I carry a lot of guilt with me. But in being, choosing to be a stay-at-home mom, I felt like, well, this is what you wanted. This mm-hmm. is what you want. You you can't say you're overwhelmed. This is what you wanted. This is what you decided to do. Don't complain about it, you mm-hmm. know, and and the grace and the freedom and saying, look, Scotty, I, and he would be more than willing to help me. He's, yeah. I mean, we're a team for sure, but I think. I'm learning what I need, kind of, to recharge, yeah. and that that's okay, and that that is a grace as a mother that yeah. you that you need that, and um, so yeah, I don't I don't know what mine specifically is, but I think just realizing those moments and those times where okay, this is what actually would be helpful, and it is totally okay to ask for help. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I mean, there's many days even now that, and I I homeschool all five of the kids, so mm-hmm. I'm literally with my kids all the time. Yeah, love them. Love it. But by the end of the day, I'm done. Mm-hmm. I'm totally done. So I will go upstairs, which is where our bedroom is, and Dave will read to the kids and tuck them in. And I've read to them all day, so I don't feel bad about them. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: um, and it's also a sweet time for them to have with him. Um, so that's that's one thing that we figured out right now, you know, in this season that we're in. Mm-hmm. Right. Um it's just like I'm just going to slip away. I love that. Soon yeah. after yeah. dinner, right. right, and just do my thing. Yeah. Right.
3: And for your kids well, to see that yeah. to see that mom doesn't have to always be the one that does all the tasks yeah. or all the things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think I don't know. I think that would be really good for Yeah. yeah. My kids
0: just—I feel like
4: Sam takes over. I get babysitters. We have in-laws that help, neighbors that help, and I still left tonight. And Paul called me four times on his Gizmo watch, <laughs> like the 14 <laughs> minutes that it took from like our house to church. Like they are still so attached. Mom but is funny. always the default. Yeah, yeah, always. I mean, he was like, "We please wake me up when you get home." And I'm um, like, "No, I will come and smooch you." But like, yep. I'm just—you're you, not going to feel good tomorrow at school if you don't yep. get your sleep. And yep. So. He's like called me again. Please wake me up. <laughs> you know, I'm like, it's gonna be Oh it's sweet. but it is ever it's evolving sweet. with yes. I mean, I feel like we go through a couple months where like things are pretty smooth and then something happens or whatever, you know, it's con it's just constant communication mm-hmm. of like what I need. But I do think we have the same conversations over and over, which is like I'm not asking you to read my mind. I'm communicating with you when I'm struggling. So when I'm struggling help me yeah but something we like very recently got to was like me explaining to him that i feel so much more guilt than i ever let him know so Mm -hmm. any type of like it was also on me like to not feel so sensitive for him to say like well when are you gonna be home And i'm like well you just guilted me like you never Mm -hmm. let me you know Mm -hmm. and he's like i never want to guilt you but how is that guilting you you know and so um just and i'm like well I guess it's not about you guilting me. I just baseline feel guilty. So honestly, I think what I'm asking you is to encourage me. Yeah. Like yeah. encourage me to go because I'm telling you I'm going to go, but I'm also feeling bad about it. Yeah. yeah. Um. And so for you to just like, you know, I've, you know, he, he golf is his sport. So I'm like, yeah. when you golf, I'm trying, I don't say yes unless I can say yes with a happy heart. And like, I really genuinely want you to go and have a great time and spend, you know, that time doing that so like when you say yes to me doing something like i need the same type of encouragement because Mm -hmm. if you're going to do something and i'm asking when you're going to be home or do you really want to go yeah you really want to go are you sure you want to go (laughs) (laughs) like that is like you know yeah really hard for me and so um just i mean constant communication of like you know i finally realized that i was putting all the skills on myself that maybe he wasn't putting on. So any little teeny tiny thing he was doing felt like a cut. That wasn't really a cut. That was my own insecurity, you know? Yeah. So.
0: When, what I'm learning and having conversations with moms is that
4: there's just kind of some guilt. Isn't awful? There's
0: just kind of some guilt. I swore
4: to myself I wouldn't do that. And it's, it's there. Yep. I know. I, it's,
0: it's crazy. You know, um, Jen Davidson said that, was like dal's so great he'll tell me like you're such a great mom and she's like you have to tell me that no i'm not like i don't know you know and and so i yeah there's just this like guilt that comes in and being a mom sometimes and i yeah i and what i'm saying is that's not working that's not stay at home i think that's just kind of yeah part of it um which is terrible that's so sad. Right. <laughs> but, um, you know, I think also, like, at least in my own experience, and I don't know about how you guys have dealt with it. like, when I actually speak the thing out loud, like, I remember mm-hmm. right after Anna was born, same. Like, I didn't I, – I wouldn't classify myself as, like, a guilty person. I'm Enneagram 3, so I actually think I'm, like, awesome all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I remember, though, like, just having – you know, all the baby blues and that kind of stuff. And I remember just being like, well, I feel so guilty because she's taken like all of her naps on the go and she hasn't been in her crib like once today. And Josh was like, what? I mean, it was like the craziest thing to put guilt on yourself about. He was like, she is thriving. She is sleeping. So like, what? You know, and it was just, once I spoke it out loud though, I was like, oh, this is actually kind of bonkers. You know, but it was like, feeling the freedom to actually say it out loud. So I think, you know, for the husbands if they're listening is like being like allowing us to speak it out loud. And usually you don't even have to tell me it's crazy. Like I hear myself, you know, like I hear myself say like, "Oh, yeah, like she's actually quite fine. Like we're doing good," you know. Um so in transitioning into working mom or oh my gosh I keep saying working moms y'all
4: that's the first time
0: you've done it since we've recorded recorded, you know
2: whatever whatever. mom whatever yeah
0: y'all are just moms (laughs) whatever (laughs) so where where did you find like inspiration were there books uh resources other moms that you looked to um yeah like where did you find like hope inspiration camaraderie in that My oldest sister was a
1: stay-at-home mom. Mm -hmm. She was married to a pastor. So just imagine meager pastor income. And I saw them do it, and by the time I had my first, she had four. Mm -hmm. So I said, okay, she can do it. I can do it. Um, So Dave and I have never lived not on a budget. So we've always lived on a budget um i can't even imagine we've never been dual income no kids ever mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> it's pretty great yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> or dual income yeah. kids what yeah i mean we've just always yeah. had a budget and um so we've never had to have that transition or anything mm-hmm. um but my sister she definitely was an inspiration for me i had um a lady that i started meeting with um she's not quite 10 years older than me, but when I was engaged, I started meeting with her for discipleship. And so she had maybe a five-year-old and a two-year-old at the time. And I just got to see just her life as a stay-at-home mom. And it, I just loved it. Um, and she's always just kind of poured into me um, mm-hmm. during the times that I've lived in Tennessee. And um But it was neat because I got to see like 10 years down the road. So it was encouraging to um, see her pass some of these seasons that I was in. Um, But really, the inspiration that has gotten me through the hardest times of mothering is from someone who was never a mother. Mm -hmm. Um, So Lillias Trotter was a missionary to Algeria back in the eighteen hundreds and she's not well known, but she mm-hmm. should be because she's amazing. Beautiful artist. She was she came from a wealthy British family. They wouldn't no mission organization would take her but she has, she had a heart condition, but mm-hmm. she decided, I'm gonna fund myself and I'm gonna go. And so she went to Algeria. Her and one other single woman. Anyways, her writings Parables of the cross and parables of the of the Christ life. That's what the other one is called. Um I read those when my sec when my second child was probably about two, maybe Mm -hmm. one or two. Mm -hmm. Um and I was in the thick of it of feeling I'm failure. I'm overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. I I don't know what I was overwhelmed with because when I had twins,
3: (laughs) that was overwhelmed. (laughs)
1: That was overwhelmed. Yeah. (laughs) That was drowning. I don't know what I was Doing with just two but um it was hard it was hard i hadn't quite adjusted Mm -hmm. i don't know um but i started reading her stuff and there was something about it that helped me see that i could have peace and joy in this motherhood if just from a glad surrender like just surrendering what i thought it was going to look like surrendering my agenda for the day um just surrendering all of those things and just having my hands open to, okay, God, what is it that you want this day to look like? What do you want my relationship with my children to look like? Um, and so that has been the most. Wow. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> yeah. So how
1: did you find her? I mean, because, yeah, I've never heard of her. How did you find her? So in, when I was in Tennessee, um, I was in a book club there, and a couple of the women in that book club, um, they run an Advent retreat every year. Okay. So it's like the first weekend of Advent, we mm. go off, and that was one of the things that they gave us to read. And mm. I seriously, like, read Lillias Trotter's writings and just, like, wept. Uh, wow. <laughs> so,
0: yeah. Gosh, I love that. I love yeah. so many things about that, but I especially love that, A single woman who never experienced motherhood could encourage you to that depth. Like, I just think that's beautiful. And I'm like, to any single woman who decided to listen to the Stay at Home Moms podcast, (laughs) I'm like, keep on keeping on, sister. Like, love on your mom friends. Um, Gosh, that's amazing. I kind of even forgot what the question was. Oh, yeah. Like,
3: resources, people. Um, do y'all have any? Yeah, so we we were in the Chansey's home group. I'm gonna name drop here if that's yeah. allowed. Um, <laughs> we were in uh, the Chancy's home group, and uh, before kids, and then when I was pregnant with Campbell, and then when I had Campbell, um, I'm trying to think. We we started our home group when uh, Miles was eight weeks old. So yeah.
0: I remember you yeah. <laughs> coming to the dinner. Of like, okay, you're about to launch your home group and you're like, I'm going back to work tomorrow.
3: I like and I mean he was bitty Oh, I I cried our first home group. It was like Mm meet the Joneses and I just (laughs) wept. It it was like prayer request time. I was like, I'm going back to work. I mean, it was yeah. I was a mess. Um side note about home group. I mean that's just the Welcome to to the Family. Yes, and we instantly was it was like this beautiful these girls were also like I don't have kids and I don't know what you're mm-hmm. talking about, but I'm here for you. It, it right. kind of instantly brought the yeah. authenticity to the group, but yeah. I was, um, I didn't really have any control over that. I was very emotional. Um, but all that to say we were in the Chancey's home group and I had so many conversations with Laura Chancey about motherhood and, um, in just such, she presents motherhood in such a real way. Mm-hmm. She was not afraid to share. Staying home with her kids, the the positive, wonderful things, but also the really difficult things, and she always said everything with just grace and encouragement. And and there was just so much truth in what she was saying. Whether you're a stay-at-home mom or a working mom, you need to talk to her because she's amazing. But I remember her saying one time something about Campbell came up, and um, she was saying how the goal is not perfection, Mm -hmm. Um, and that it's do do our do you see Jesus? Are you meeting Jesus in these moments? and are your kids seeing that are they i mean they're very little but are they going to meet Jesus in those moments and um and i just had this shift in my mind a little bit um about my role as a mom um and i remember thinking back to that when i was deciding to to stay home like i am not going to be perfect and i don't have to have all of the answers right now but the lord's going to give me grace for each day and mm-hmm. and his it's not about being a perfect mom um, so I, I remember feeling very encouraged by her just in motherhood. Um, and then there's um, there was a book that a friend of mine gave me. Um, I can't remember who it's by, but it's called Long Days of Small Things. And it's motherhood is like a spiritual discipline. Uh, and that, when I was a working mom, I will say I kind of tossed it aside. I read it, but now being a stay at home mom and getting the encouragement that I need every second from Jesus, ultimately. Mm-hmm whether it's changing a diaper or I mean, there's just constant chaos. There's no quiet. There's no peace right now. Mm -hmm. I have three, three and under like, and so, um, I feel like just allowing the Lord really to meet me in those moments. Um, and I feel like that's been really modeled through other stay at home moms that I've seen. My two very close friends that I grew up with, they've always been stay at home moms. You know, they, they quit their job after they had their first before they even had their first, and they have just loved it, and that's what they wanted. And so, you know, I really looked to them and and asked them, you know, kind of what what it really what it really looks like. What are mm-hmm. you not telling me? Um, <laughs> and then I will say that uh, I remember my neighbor down the street. She um, she came over one time, and she works. She's an architect, and she has two girls. And she came over one time. And we were talking in our front yard. And I was about to quit my job. I had already told my work that I was quitting. She didn't know this. But something came about being a working mom. And she started really talking about the shift in culture and the freedom for women now mm-hmm. to work and how there you know, still is very much in paving the way in that. And, and we don't have a lot of people to learn from. And that. she just kept going on. But she was so confident in her role as being a mother and also being a working woman Mm -hmm. and how those combine and how she just had such a confidence in it. And I remember thinking then, thank you, Lord. I don't have that confidence. And I was so proud of her that she could, I was so Mm -hmm. proud of her that that's such a gift to be confident in. I want to work and be a mom or I want to stay home and be a mom. And I think, I think that's so amazing that we, we shy away from saying that like Paige and Dorothy, you guys, of never thought twice about Mm. i just you know i am going to work or i am going to stay home like that is a gift from the lord to have that certainty and i remember she doesn't even know this but i remember hearing her and kind of hearing the lord say like the the lack of peace that you feel is i'm drawing you to a different place and that's okay and incredible that she has this peace that's not your story right now and so um it was just a conversation in the front yard but really has stuck with me just how confident she was, and totally. I just didn't have that confidence to continue to work, totally. which was kind of a cool thing to admit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I love it.
0: Um, I think I don't know. I there's like the comparison game as well. Like, I'm I'm sure it's rampant in many facets of motherhood, but yeah, like. I don't know, like you can always compare, like if I were working, would we be able to bring in X amount of money or would I have more free time or would I have time to myself or just whatever the thing is or vice versa for the working moms. It's like, oh, you don't have to like rush out the door immediately or, you know, just whatever the comparison thing is. And it really is so much of like, where's the Lord placed you in this moment? For this time, like one of the things, you know, we I just always think about it was like open hands, mm-hmm. like at any moment, you know, and, and you're kind of exemplify that, like felt confident and then no, not mm-hmm. like just holding, I feel like all of motherhood, at least what I'm learning is mm-hmm. I'm very, very like barely tiptoeing into it. And it's like, yeah, like I, the most control I have right now is like that I'm pregnant and can take a prenatal vitamin right mm-hmm. like I control where he's going at the moment and that's like the the most control I will ever have over the child and or like even being his mom um so yeah love it
4: so Our firstborn was a walking, talking middle finger for like a good five years. Mm -hmm. Like he just was not an easy kid to parent. He was Mm -hmm. not a typical firstborn. He is not, he is not a people pleaser. Like he just is not. And I like prayed and prayed and prayed that that would end up being a good thing someday, you know? Mm -hmm. And like, I do see the fruit like of, the things that made him so hard as a two and a three year old being good in kindergarten, you know. Mm-hmm. And I have a good friend. um We're both Enneagram mates. <laughs> so we're like, it's a fairly new friendship, but we're neighbors. So we're in each other's lives all the time. Yep. And she's got a, children that are a little bit older encouraging me about how strong Paul is and mm-hmm. not being self conscious yet. You know, certain yeah. things like that that like I might not see, but she sees and is like blessing me and pointing that out. Mm hmm um but he just he just man he was not easy but um paul david trips for the gospel principles of parenting for, yeah. gospel it's parenting 14 parenting, gospel principles yes. mm-hmm. anyways changed our perspective so so much of like i'm not just trying to get him to do what i tell him to do because i told him to do it um and just to like see the depths i think i think over time like I can parent him and my others so much better when we see our own depravity, when we see what, like how, cause I mean, motherhood, I would say, I mean, it's the most vulnerable thing I've ever done, right? Mm-hmm. Like it was just a thousand times over the most vulnerable thing I've ever done, but to like see how much I need Jesus, I need the cross, I need grace and like all these things, all these parenting or not parenting things that I'm doing. And to see my child through that same lens, mm-hmm. I feel like just did radically change our family. Yeah. Um. So I think I think Redeemer gave us the book as like it a, used baby to be a baby I was going to say, it used to be a baby dedication book. Mm-hmm. I don't think it I, They change Audible it up too. now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But
0: I think it's just people good... have so many kids that they're like, we don't right. want to give them the yeah, same, yeah, book, same like book every, every two never, years. years. Right. <laughs>
4: yeah. <Right. laughs>
0: yeah, there's um, definitely a baby boom going on right now. Oh, I bet. I know. I like that book too, though. Yeah.
4: I've got um, something random that isn't yeah. one of your questions, yeah. but I've just thought about it so much. And I try to tell my friends who are going into new motherhood for the first time, especially. Yeah. is I think, like, I am a 7-year-old mom, and she's a 3-year-old mom, and you're a 15-year-old mom, right? So, like, the confidence that you have as a 3-year-old is different than you do as a 15-year-old, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, all my new mom friends, I'm just like the main thing I wish I could do for myself is just to go back and give myself more grace. Mm -hmm. And for all the new moms, I'm like, and I've told people, you know, somebody recently who said, my best friend just had a baby six months ago. And I said, you know how you like, you treat that newborn with care. Like that's kind of how you need to treat her right now. It's like everything has been upended Mm -hmm. and she's doing beautifully and it looks like that. But like deep down, and I, I mean, this is only my experience, but I just feel like to treat other new mothers like that gently um mm-hmm. and to try to just encourage and come alongside and ask questions and um, you know, speak less and listen more mm-hmm. to truly what new moms need or just other moms in general. Yeah. Is just important. No, I totally agree. I'll never forget
1: standing on my
4: front porch when
1: Maddie was a baby stressing over, should I let her cry it out? Should I go get
4: her? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Let her cry
1: it out. But the book says, Mm -hmm. you know, she's never going to be a good sleeper. Right. I mean, I stressed over doing all the things right, right, you know. And now I would go back and tell that person, pick up your baby, snuggle with her, right, and just enjoy her.
4: Right. (laughs) Yeah. Right. But
1: so, yeah, you have to give yourself tons of grace. And I know that when Maddie's 30 – Right. I'm going to be saying, I wish mm-hmm. I could tell myself when she was 15, quit stressing about this. Right. Yeah. Don't worry about this. You right. know, it's going to be okay because in the end, they're in the Lord's hand and you're right. in the Lord's hand. And one thing I've seen recently, it's going to sound funny. I, Dave and I, we have not done things perfectly, we've made so many mistakes. <laughs> um, But I'm saying now that, like, as I hear parenting experts or, you know, whatever, we've done some things right, not because of us, but because the Lord was directing us. Mm -hmm. And we couldn't point it back to a book. We're like, wow, how did we even know to do that? But the Lord was with us the whole time, Mm -hmm. and he was guiding us, you know, in this journey. And um, so... I don't know if that's an encouragement, but no, for sure. Mm-hmm.
3: I love that. And, and two, just realizing kind of what you were saying, too, of these are tiny humans. Mm-hmm. I think pre kids, I thought there was a, well, they go to bed at this time and mm-hmm. they yeah. sleep this long and they wake up at this time and I'm going to mm-hmm. feed them at this time. Like, yeah, it was a math equation. It was. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It, was it was so. That I was going to ace. Oh, Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh,
0: I would draw out the schedules. That's how absolutely type A I was. Yeah. Yeah. And I babysat.
3: So, I mean, it's not like Mm -hmm, I was not around kids, but you always give the kid back. And and mom deals with that. Um, But I think there's been so many people, women at Redeemer, women, you know, moms in my neighborhood, just really helping me see all along the way that these are tiny hearts that we're molding. and. Mm -hmm tiny little lives and so um I think the the most I can learn about them like kind of what you were saying go go and hold that what is that teaching them in that moment because she's not going to remember when I made her cry it out Mm -hmm. but she might remember that physical touch that mom was Mm -hmm. there and mom was Mm -hmm. always there and so yeah I think there's so many resources for moms there's so many thousands of podcasts (laughs) this be what that you can listen to but I love that picture of these are tiny lives that we've been gifted with, and the Lord mm-hmm. is going to deal graciously with us as a mom and also equip us, and, mm-hmm. and we're going to fail, but His grace hopefully will cover that in a lot of ways. And just, yeah, learning who these tiny people are that live in my house, I think is, yeah, I'm a three-year-old mom. Yeah. <laughs> my daughter is three, and I'm a brand-new mom. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah.
0: And the fun is just beginning, Yeah. Mm-hmm. know. Um, so what would you say— is like the best part what is the best part about being
4: home or like the perk of being home with your kiddos I'd say freedom of time I mean I I'm I'm not outside of the first couple years of sleep schedules I'm not I know we don't keep a schedule so if we're having a good day at home we're having a good day at home we're just not going to go anywhere you know Mm -hmm. if we're gonna um I'd, I'd say that's a sweet way that I can kind of just let the day go like it's gonna go and Take it for Liz when it is. Yeah. Yeah. I do enjoy that.
3: Yeah, I would agree with that. Getting to do the fun things with them. um, Mm -hmm. Getting to experience the big and the little moments um, and
4: not, yeah, not have to miss them. But also quarantine taught me how to stay at home with my kids. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I didn't. I feel like we're just fairly social people. And we were just running from one park date to another and just, I don't know why I'm going to do in a little bit. Um, i have an explanation for that. But when I couldn't go anywhere, I think I became a much, much, much better mother Um, Mm, from having, and I was flipping out of the beginning and just have all support system, you know, like rug ripped out from under me like the rest of the world did at the exact same time. But what a gift, what a sweet, sweet gift staying at home with them with no other option to go anywhere was. And I'd say, like, I think I'll always be trying to replicate that again. Mm-hmm. There was definitely a sweetness.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: You said you agreed. What, what agree. was,
3: what was that like for
0: you guys? I um, mean, Cause you were doing school and stuff too.
1: Yeah. So school pretty much didn't change. I mean, we didn't yeah. skip a beat with that. Well, my two oldest, they go to a co-op two days a week. Um, so that stopped. Um, but all the extracurricular activities stopped too, mm-hmm. and um, that's the stuff that drains me. Yeah, shuttling everybody to all the different things, and we don't do a whole lot, so it wasn't right. it wasn't that much. But it meant we were all home for dinner every night <laughs> around yeah. the table. Um, it meant we didn't. I mean, there was no place to go in the afternoons. Like we were just there. And I could just, I don't know, I took a, I just breathed a sigh of relief. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that these things that stopped, like for Matty ballet, for my boys, they were going climbing with Dave. Mm. These are good things that are really important to them. And I'm glad they have them and they do benefit them so much. So I'm glad they get to do them now. But during that time, I don't know, it was a gift to me to not have that pressure of getting yeah, people yeah. different places and how are we going to do dinner this night and all of that. So, yeah. And I've heard a lot of other moms in the same season as me feel the same way. Yeah. And they will always look back at those family dinner times together yes.
0: um, and just see that as just a huge blessing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It was like, you know, from my perspective, like it was so difficult because my kids were young and like if anything Josh's work schedule actually ramped up a lot like he had a he was very dialed in um which meant that I was primarily taking care of kids while also having a lot of my work kind of stopped because we quit doing things at the church but um i think the the fondness though came from seeing how much time my kids spent together mm-hmm. and like the little relationship that developed. Oh, yeah. you know, I mean, sweet John was three and Anna was 10 months old when this started. So like she literally grew up over quarantine. Like she went from crawling and taking two naps to like running and talking and like being a little toddler, you know? And so like seeing that relationship develop between them was so sweet. Um, So yeah, I, I can totally see like how like we were just, yeah, we were just, Hold up at home and it was walks and chalk and bubbles and just mess everywhere. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it was really sweet to see that time. And I would imagine part of staying home, especially in the little years. Now, once your kids get older, there's school and extracurriculars and that kind of stuff. But even, you know, now you home with three and then two of yours are still at home, like Mm -hmm. the relationship that forms between
3: them it's so being sweet. together. Yeah, it's, mm-hmm. it's so sweet to see. Yeah, Campbell and Miles are um 18 months apart and it's kind of the same thing over COVID. Miles really kind of grew up and they
2: became mm-hmm.
3: friends and that has been so sweet and such a gift to watch yeah. um during quarantine time or just in general. Just I'm in general, loving yeah. getting to see mm-hmm. their relationship and their yeah. bond form and yeah, just the tiny people that they're becoming is is really really sweet um I feel like a lot of the most wonderful things about staying home are also some of the hardest all the yeah. time together yeah I'd love also to hear that too so what are on the flip side what are <laughs> some of the most difficult parts <laughs> yeah yeah I mean I think it they kind of go hand in hand um but yeah it's 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 just been really sweet to watch them kind of become friends and and we call ourselves a team uh. like just how we kind of navigate through life of three in the car seats and going anywhere mm-hmm. is kind of laughable, but it's just, we're, we're a team. And, and we kind of talk about how we, you know, go from minute to minute during the day, but, um, yeah. Mm-hmm. You were asking about the, um, the pros
0: or perks yep. or whatever. And now oh, I, yeah, I was going to say, I'd also uh, like to hear what are on the flip side. What are uh, some oh, of yes, the more things? Yes, now, so tell I'll, me we'll your pros on that, babe. Yeah, I just,
1: mm-hmm. um, And you've touched on this, just, um, you're there for all the things Mm -hmm. and all the conversations and you're not missing anything. So that's Mm -hmm. for me, I was telling Dave the other day, I don't, I'm not going to look back on my mothering years and wish I had spent more time with them. Like I Mm could honestly say that. Um, and so for me, that's the biggest, that's the biggest blessing of it, um, On the flip side of that, I am not necessarily an extrovert. So being with five other people all day Mm. long is a bit draining. Um, And just you do kind of, at least for a while when they're really little and it's all hands on deck all the time, you do kind of forget about who you are as Mm. a person a little bit. It's it's kind of hard to like retain that. Mm -hmm. And we... I mean, we had two kids, I had a couple of miscarriages and was told, you should probably go on, you know, Clomid to have more, mm-hmm. To I was having secondary infertility or whatever. So, but then, bam, got pregnant, <laughs> not on yeah. Clomid. Yeah. And then as soon as I weaned him, got pregnant with twins. So like, life like, bam, bam, yeah. bam, hit us. And so I did kind of like, lose myself there for a while. Mm-hmm. D- I was a professional wiper, wiping yeah. noses, wiping yeah. bottoms, wiping counters, wiping mm-hmm. all the things. And I didn't know who I was mm-hmm. beyond that because there was just no space to even figure that out. Mm-hmm. Or there wasn't even headspace to even think, like, what would I want to do if I went and did something about myself? Um, so I would say that that's definitely um, a con to mm-hmm. it. Um, but again, I mean, the Lord is with you in that too. And so we just have to trust Him for that part, you know? Yeah. Um,
3: really. Yeah, I think it's funny that I thought that I was extremely overwhelmed. So I decided to stay home. Like, that was <laughs> <laughs> it's laughable now that I thought in a way that would uh, fix things. And, and it certainly did. And I feel very much at peace with where the Lord has, has me now. But um, yeah, I think the losing yourself. I'm very much in there. Um, I was kind of thinking about what is, what are some of the cons? And it sounds so silly, but like getting dressed in the morning, putting on makeup, like I enjoyed yeah. having somewhere to go that kind of made me put myself together. And, mm-hmm. and not that we have to do that as women, but it feels good sometimes to just mm-hmm. get ready and not have spit up on you. Um, or kind of, you know, feeling like, we touched on this earlier, but just not knowing right now what I'm doing is working, you know, mm-hmm. and it's so encouraging, Dorothy, to hear from you of of that. But some of the the cons of staying home is I just feel so much pressure. Mm-hmm. Um, on one hand, it's this wonderful thing that I run the schedules and that I know what we're doing every day and I can plan my dinner. And But then on the other hand, I feel very much like when it all falls apart, it's my fault. This mm-hmm. is your job. You stay yeah. home. And so... When something's not working, and Scotty never puts that on me at all, but I feel that way. If, mm-hmm. if if we're out of sync, or if whatever is happening, I forgot this appointment or whatever. It just becomes very much. It's all on me, and yeah. and I think that's a lie. I think that we put ourselves on, we put ourselves on too much of a pedestal, I guess, of being the whole house housekeeper, all encompassing. But, um, I think that's been. A, a con for me of just you know yeah. not not really figuring out how to give myself grace in hey just because you stay home doesn't mean that you have to keep everything together yeah.
4: um so. i don't know if i have anything new to contribute yeah. i would just say all of those are yes yes and amen you know? yes and amen <laughs> <laughs> um
0: all right so i have two more questions mm-hmm. one just like practical for like Moms who are transitioning into this new staying-at-home full-time gig, what are some, like, tips and tricks that you would give them? Or there, like, I'll tell you, you know, I was not a stay-at-home mom, but, like, I feel like I kind of dipped my foot into the waters a little this past year. And, honestly, it was the lunches for me that just really did me in. And every time I talk to one of my friends who's a stay-at-home mom, she's like, I know I hate lunchtime. I don't know why. Like it's like the middle of the day, and I feel so like flustered, and I'm bored with whatever we're eating, and I just I don't want to eat a sandwich. So if y'all have figured out the lunch situation, mm-hmm. could you please let me know? But then anything
4: else, we skip it. You we skip we snack. I was just gonna. Yeah, say we, y'all we snack just snack I feed them, them breakfast and, the <laughs> and early dinner, and they can have as many Z bars as they want at lunch and strawberry and whatever. I just I I don't care.
0: Yeah, I was trying even like the muffin tin thing. I'm <laughs> like, here's some veggie straw just. I it was it was just like the plates and the dishes and the things right. and I was like and I'm hungry but I don't want what you're eating and eh, it was tough yeah it, like so you just you just skip it you just do snacks and and fun yep. stuff okay if we're on make, bad that would make that makes me
4: snag at Chick Fil A Chick-fil-A great yeah I was it, not, it
0: I was doing like carry out some days I was like I right. cannot eat veggie straws, like we got to go right. somewhere, and so yeah, we would go get like Chick Fil A or something. I try to have leftovers from the night before mm-hmm. for yeah. me, mm-hmm. for you. Like
1: I, I, I yeah. appreciate
0: a warm lunch. Yeah, I want a warm lunch. Okay, so
1: like as soon as your oldest mm-hmm. is able to make his own sandwich,
4: yeah,
1: teach him how to make his okay. own sandwich, his own lunch, yeah. the whole thing. Yeah,
4: love and then it. you
1: heat up your
0: leftovers. I also can't wait for them to pack their own lunch, like yeah. for the next day for school. I love. Um, yeah, like it It even bothers me now, now that I'm back in the working group. I'm like, oh, but now I'm just making lunch at nighttime. I'm like, ah, it's lunch. Um, yeah. <laughs>
3: I think, too, it just goes back to we, we all mothers, We whether you're stay at home or working, you want to you do it with perfection. You want to excel mm-hmm. in being a mother. Mm-hmm. You want to, um, and that's just, perfection looks different when you're measuring it and, okay, am I raising tiny hearts or am I trying yes. to make these elaborate lunches? And yes. so I would say for me, Kind of tips and tricks that I've learned, like give myself grace in cutting corners. Mm-hmm. And Sarah, what you were saying, my kids get like a granola bar and a cheese stick. Mm-hmm. And I think I was that mom that was like, no processed food, no prepack, you mm-hmm. know. And I, I give that stuff to them, and yeah. I let them watch thirty minutes of TV so yeah. that I can go brush my teeth. Like, yeah, just, just grace in the moments to to have a minute. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So I can't remember who told me this. I want to say it was Laura Chancey too, but I can't remember. But she, whoever it was, said, um, "Don't ever do the things while they're napping that you could be doing while they're awake." Mm-hmm. So, like, let your kids see you fold laundry and say and teach them, "I need a minute
2: mm-hmm. to do
3: this." You know, don't mm-hmm. if if possible while they're my littles are all napping. You know, don't sit and do the laundry. Sit and have silence. Sit and read your book. Like, don't feel yeah. guilty about it. And that's taken like, me. A you really have rest long. time too. Yes, yeah, yeah, so that's taken right. me a long time to. To see how much, just that, if I can grab that 20 minutes in the day or 10 minutes, whatever, um, you know, like a podcast is great. But even that, like just yeah. check out for a minute. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think giving myself grace to, to realize that it's okay to cut corners. Just because I stay home and I want to be a fun mom and make brownies, like I can make the box brownies. I don't have to make homemade Yeah, <laughs> because I, quote, have all this time in the world. Like yeah. that's not – this yeah. picture that I, I thought I was going to have. That's not what I have. Yeah. Um, and so I think just, yeah, really being okay with cutting corners <laughs> and the ones that are okay to cut. Yeah. That's right. At the end of the day, their granola bar lunch or yeah. did I have mm-hmm. more time to sit with them and read them a book or, you know, display who Jesus is. Like yeah. that's, yeah.
1: Here's one. Yeah. It has to do with bath time. Oh, tell me. You're totally... You know, multitasking here. Clean your bathroom while your kids are in the bathtub. Ah, that came to me one day, and it was so revolutionary. They're
0: like packaged
1: in. Yes, they're contained. I I mean, obviously,
0: you can't do the bathtub
1: while they're in there. Yeah, wipe that down when they get done. But you've got the rest of the bathroom done, and you haven't carved out some of your other. You know, yeah, other time. Gold time of the day to do that. Um, Oh, that's good. So that was just one that came to me about the bathtub. I started doing that and I'm so thankful. (laughs) There you go. (laughs)
0: Because I'm in there anyway.
1: So let's just get the thing cleaned up and be done with it.
0: My other part of the day is the post-nap pre-dinner time oh, no. Wait, that's like everyone yeah. though that's like, the worst. it's mm. like the four to six
4: right that's what we watch so against, tv <laughs> i was so against it when i just had paul but that is when we, i i kind of did make a rule with paul's baby when we first started doing tv i said he had to snuggle me so like if when the, and it's okay if you want to get up and play totally cool the tv is going off mm-hmm. like no we're not fighting over it but it's i kind of forced my kids to all snuggle me and I love it. It's what I look forward to more than anything else. Um, yeah. Yeah. Paul's like a giant.
0: snuggles.
4: Yeah. And then they all just kind of fell in line. They all are very touchy. I'm pretty touchy, but yeah. they're touchy. And I just have them all in my lap. Um, if one gets up to go to the bathroom, another one moves in. And they yeah. just kind of transition around. Sometimes it's all one. Sometimes it's all three. <laughs> and I love it. That's awesome. But TV, Yeah especially when I can get like affectionate time mm-hmm. and sweetness. Mm-hmm. But Love I it. think it's really important to try to keep the perspective of like, what do we really want? Like our, our greater perspective with our children. Mm-hmm. So to me, like I pray a lot of things over them, but I'm praying that they are saved. Like mm-hmm. that is, that is it. Everything else is going to fall in line mm-hmm. when they are saved. And mm-hmm. so let the little stuff go. Yeah. I mean, that's the best piece of advice we can give is like you find out what your priorities really are and those are your priorities. And those are what we're trying to teach and what we're trying to disciple to our children. And then all the other things, it just doesn't matter what they eat.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: Mm-hmm. They're going to grow. Yeah. I, um, I haven't
0: like really been able to like form this in my brain a lot, but like now that my oldest is getting much older and like, We can really have, like, conversations and that kind of stuff. I've found not just, like, praying for them, but, like, them hearing me pray for them. Like, you know, it's the beauty of, like, a good pastoral prayer. Like, you can lead the people in your prayer. But, like, anytime I put him to bed, we kind of flip-flop. Um yeah, I, I do. I pray for him and all of his siblings that they would know and love Jesus, um, and that their lives would be radically changed. And every once in a while I'll throw in like a that they'll never remember a day in which they didn't know how right. much God loved them, you know. But like sometimes he'll like repeat that back to me yeah. because he's heard it so many times. And it's not because like I'm just so awesome. Like I feel like pretty much any mom in this church is probably praying the same thing or something similar to it. Um But it hit me the other day now that he can kind of voice things and we can kind of dive a little deeper into things that I'm like, oh, I like kind of unintentionally was doing this. Like I was just trying to model like prayer, but he's heard me pray specifically over him and um, I don't know, It's just so sweet. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's sweet. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. I love that.
3: Dorothy, I'd love to ask you what now being in the, you know, you have a daughter who's 15. Did you instill like a quiet time with your kids when they were young as in like, not necessarily read your Bible, but this mommy's over here and you are going to be over here doing X, Y, Z? What did that look
1: like? I did for the two older ones. Um, So, yeah, when they dropped that nap, nap. Is that what mm-hmm. you're talking about? Yeah, yeah. Which Mike was Campbell's there. Sure, when mm-hmm. it happened. Mm-hmm. it happened way they too turn soon. Into, they turn into
0: bears. It's, it's yeah. Devastating, yeah. devastating on the first kid. Too. Well, we're yes, in a Crestwood is. house, too. So, I
3: mean, I'm like, Campbell, don't even walk by oh, his room yes. because right. it creaks. And yeah. we can't really be in – the bathroom's by Bodie's room, so you can't go to the bathroom. Right. <laughs> <Yes>. Don't flush. <laughs> Do
1: not flush. Seriously, yeah. we're there. Yeah. <laughs> right. yeah, we were in a really small house when, um, when it was just the two of them. And – what did, I mean, we just find every nook and cranny you could to, mm-hmm. to put a kid, or to you know, just keep everybody quiet. But yeah, that was so important to me. And then, and then we had the twins, and y'all, everything <laughs> went out the window. Yeah, the eating healthy, yeah. Yeah. any kind of schedule, sleeping, all the things went out the window. And yeah. so, I never did do a good job with that with the younger three because then we were starting to be on the go for the older ones mm-hmm. right so it was like we weren't necessarily there on in the afternoons mm-hmm. so it's hard to instill that if like we just couldn't get in a rhythm doing mm-hmm. that so it just wasn't normal like for you them. needed yeah. them to be yeah. more
0: versatile yes yeah. <laughs> like that yeah. was more the goal right so like yeah.
1: now a quiet time for them is listening to an audio audiobook when we go to pick up the okay. big kids at co-op or taking somebody to an extracurricular or something or whatever Mm -hmm. um but there are times when they just get to the point I mean the three little ones are kind of like triplets um they are playbates and Mm -hmm. just kind of on the same emotional level and but then they get to the point where they just need to be separated so yeah Everybody goes to their own bed. We're going to read for 30 minutes, 45 minutes. Um, that doesn't happen every day, but there was definitely seasons where we had to, like, all right, everybody's just at least on your own bed right. and mm-hmm. and be quiet. Because everyone shares a room yeah. except for Maddie, the oldest. Yeah,
3: <laughs> yeah I guess I asked that because that was something that I, in my, I'm going to be a stay-at-home mom now. I'm going to get this huge list of things done, and this is what our days are going to look like. But definitely um, – hey I'm gonna have more time to have a quiet time throughout the day or mm-hmm. I'm gonna you know whatever and it is just so chaotic with littles right mm-hmm. now and as bad as it sounds I am not willing to lose sleep I'm not willing to wake up yeah. at five before they're awake to read my bible that sounds terrible but I, when you wake up at I five wake up they'll this. wake up at 5 <laughs> yes. 15
4: that that's how yeah. I felt forever yes
3: and so for me <laughs> needing to be fed in that way yeah. but also to model that for my kids but then I just it just Lately has kind of been a disaster. Um, not, not really a disaster. Me just kind of giving up and saying, okay, I'll read yeah. you this Carrie Storch book too. Like she's still so little. I don't yeah. expect yeah. that out of her. But I guess just kind of as a stay-at-home mom, do y'all s- struggle with that? Your, your time? Because I don't feel like I have that time, but then I kind of feel like I'm not making like, an effort because I don't want to stay up really late and do it. I want to go to sleep or I don't want to mm-hmm. wake up and do it because I – you know it happens during nap time if it happens
4: yeah so our our kids do have a quiet time when they're not napping so paul's way out of the nap rigs i um i'm like you can do whatever you want in your room you can nap or you can color or you can play but you've just got to be in your room for an hour and he has a light
2: mm-hmm.
4: and i turn it i can change it on my phone so if he's doing good he can stay in there for two hours and if he's irritable like he can stay in there for 45 minutes you know but mm-hmm. Um, but I wonder, I think that all the time, like, am I going to outgrow needing this so badly when they're older? And I hope, because right now, like when Luke outgrows his nap, I still can't imagine not having a quiet hour Mm -hmm. in the middle of the day. Mm -hmm. Um, and Paul, that's usually when he's at school or on the weekends, he's, you know, he can, he knows who he's allowed to watch on TV. And Mm -hmm. I'll, I'll do some crazy things for that hour nap time. Mm-hmm. Riggs is always negotiating what snacks he gets after nap. I don't care. He can have marshmallows. <laughs> Whatever you want. You can have. have, have yeah, there are
1: some negotiations when you're trying to yeah. still
4: mm-hmm. that. They're like I'm having marshmallow. I'm like no problem. And I will be closing the door and I'm like three marshmallows. <laughs> and I'm like I'm not doing I'm not doing that. You're only getting one. But I'm just yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: The, I mean, there were some seasons where it was taking more energy to try yeah. to get them to stay in their room mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. a quiet time, and I was. Just finally just threw up my hands and now I can just so in the house we're in right now, I have a little love seat in my Mm -hmm. in my room and I can go in there and just be my myself. So it's like I'm taking a quiet time. They're all playing, doing their thing,
3: but they're all older too. Yeah.
0: Um You're less worried about like Yeah. The toddler Right. Getting the knife. Yeah. Oh, we yeah. are so yeah. in the stage of Mel thinks
3: it's so fun to like hit Bodie, and he's not trying to be mean. Yeah. He just gets right. so excited and hits him. So I, yeah. I really can't be away. From yeah, him. yeah,
0: yeah. It was
3: a huge struggle. Yeah. I would yeah. say at that age.
0: <clears throat> when Sorry. Sure. I mean, I feel mm-hmm. like time and time again in this conversation, you've said like, "Give grace, give mm-hmm. grace to yourself." And I mean, that doesn't mean that you get to just like never read your Bible, and you're like, "Well, I got grace," you know. But I think you are in a very unique season and like I'm about to walk right into it as well. And it's like, I remember in college being around like pastor and pastor's wife, college minister and like that kind of stuff. And I actually remember, I can't even remember exactly who it was. I want to say it was like our lead pastor. They had four children. And I remember him saying that he told his wife, you know, and this is like the lead pastor of this like big old church. And he was like, it's okay that you're not spending the amount of time that you used to spend in the word. Like we're all in different seasons and like there will come a time where you get that bulk time again. But like if the most you can do is 15 minutes, then like you got 15 minutes and that's wonderful. And like he, I don't know. I just remember, I remember hearing that and he's like, you were literally doing God's work all day long. So like, Give this yourself is the grace. Field. It yeah. is. Yeah. Great. Right. Like what we really, really want is for all of our kids to grow up and know and love the Lord. Mm. And like we're sending them out there. Like right. great. Like someone's who know and love Jesus, like go be CEOs, go be parents, go be whatever. And like, let's yeah. make this world, you know,
3: see Jesus. Um, there's a mother so, Teresa quote that, oh. that she said, if you want to change the world, go home. Mm. And I think that applies to stay-at-home moms or working moms. Yeah. It's we're all home with our children, oh, yeah. and and I've always thought about that home. too. If you want to change the world, yeah. go home.
1: This might be an encouragement. I don't know, but Dave told me for years. I think you would really I think you would really enjoy getting up early in the, you know, five o'clock hour, mm-hmm. um, when it's when the house is all quiet and you've got it all to yourself, mm-hmm. spending time with the Lord. It's like ah, I can't do it. I can't do it. Literally wasn't until about two years ago, so the twins were five. So mm-hmm. I finally was through that season where I wasn't afraid of somebody getting up fifteen minutes after I did at five right. a.m. Mm-hmm. And I took the plunge and I did it and I loved it and mm-hmm. I've done it ever since. And oh I'm, good. but it took that long, right? Yeah, yeah. My youngest were five. That's so mm-hmm. encouraging, though. Yeah, little yeah. yeah. And right. Yeah, That's but. In that stage it was it was, it was so hard. And there right. were times when I might go steal that time right after dinner. Like I said, right. like Dave's running the show downstairs, I'm just gonna slip away, mm-hmm. go spend time with the Lord. So like it doesn't look the same for everybody. It doesn't look the same in the same seasons. Um a day will right. come when you'll get to do that. And Thank it'll you, be so precious.
0: And you'll be like, oh,
3: this is what <gasps> it feels so like. Much. <laughs> yeah. like.
0: Yeah, I can't imagine anybody
4: more in the thick of it than you are right now. I mean, that is the <laughs> hardest. Yeah, three, two, one. Three, two, six months. That's, right. Yeah. That is, yeah. I'm so scarred from Luke's first sure. <laughs> like, Um, But I. But practical tip, I wanted to say, you know, sometimes you can listen to your Bible and mm-hmm. listen. Like I'm trying to keep up the Bible recap and like, there are days that just doesn't happen, but I can, you know, be physically present while, you know, air, you know, air the, uh, putting my AirPods in and ah. listening to the word that day and then listening to the Bible recap. So I'm not like diving into it. Like I would like to right. at other times and other seasons where I believe that I will in the future, but, um, but I'm still just trying to like drudge my, and I know. And I like have a mental picture of myself army crawling through the scripture right now. <laughs> <laughs> We're just army crawling through parenthood, but yeah. I think we're
0: all just army crawling. Absolutely. All right. yeah. <laughs> Last question. Um, obviously, this was the stay at home moms podcast. We've done a working moms podcast. And kind of, I guess maybe you talked about it earlier. It seems like at times those two groups have to be separate groups. And I'd just like to hear from you guys like, one, like, I don't know, like it, it, like I said, it seems like almost at times they're like opposed to each other, like working mom pride, stay at home mom pride, or whatever the thing is. Um, so it kind of, how do you respond to that? And like, how have you parented alongside people who are working parents? Um, and like, how do those relationships work and kind of what your experience has been like with
4: that? Personally, I think for my Working mom friends, somebody that discipled years ago that went back to work, had her first baby in the last year, just about a year ago. And when she went back to work, and I said something to her like, you know, I was praying for a lot that week, especially on that first day. But like, I kind of look at you and I'm a little bit envious. Mm. And she was like, "Whoa, that is, you know, I think that meant a lot to her mm-hmm. to hear that. Thinking first baby, first day at work. Like, she probably felt pretty envious of like that I never did that day. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just it's hard either way yeah um and so like i all i want in like my friendships and especially like again motherhood is the most vulnerable and sacred thing that i have ever done and so i just think of like all the other moms who feel that same way you know Mm -hmm. so like just to like encourage working moms in any way that i can or help you know like i had a again my friend um that's a neighbor she's a working mom asked me to watch her kids so she could exercise and I was Mm -hmm. like it's the thing that I don't want to ask other moms to do to watch a kid so I can exercise when she asked me I was like yes yes (laughs) I will thank you so much for asking me I'd be so happy for you to go exercise send those (laughs) boys on over you know so it's like like, um I don't know we all need community and sometimes it's just hard to ask that ask the question but most often you know people are just trying to help you out and encourage and yeah totally yeah I think that
3: It doesn't have to be two groups. Um, Mm -hmm. I think that we are first mothers, and that is a gift, and that is what we can draw comparison in is is that Mm -hmm. we're moms and we're in this together. And like you said, it's it's hard and it's messy and it's tiring. So whether it's waking up at 6 a.m. and being home all day with your kids and then going to bed at night and doing it all Mm -hmm. over, or waking up at 6 a.m. and going to work, like you can – you can serve and love your kids without being physically there. And it, it you know, if what works for your family is you going to work. And and again, I'll say I I was envious of my neighbor who was so confident in the joy that she had in being a mom and working. Mm-hmm. And speak that, say that. That's that's a gift. Mm-hmm. Um and if you're confident in where the Lord has you, of course it's hard and of course it's messy, and of course you feel like you're failing every day. But if you're confident in And, like, Dorothy, what you said, I I just knew I wanted to be a stay-at-home mom. Like, that is such a gift. And don't shy away from speaking at both of those um, Mm -hmm. because we're mothers. We're not working mom or stay-at-home mom. We're mothers, and we all want what's best for our kids. Um, So I think that I've been so encouraged by my stay-at-home mom friends and my working mom friends. Even in my decision to stay home, like, both were equally encouraging um, and supportive and yeah. I think at the heart of it, we're moms. And yeah. so there's enough there's enough in our world that tells you to be individualistic. And, mm-hmm. yeah. and I think when we say it takes a village, like let's drop the whole category and really just, you know, what, what makes you a great working mom is beautiful and wonderful. What makes you a stay-at-home mom is beautiful and wonderful. And so I like the, just the idea of encouraging one another in mm-hmm. both of those things mm-hmm. and finding ways, yeah, specifically to help your stay-at-home mom friends or your stay-at-home mom friends help your you know working mom totally
0: what they said what they said I know it's (laughs) it's funny because Dorothy earlier you were like I just don't know like that I could go to work and like have energy to do it. and it's funny because like I almost feel the opposite where I'm like oh my gosh like how do you like the days especially like it's summers and holidays when school schedules are kind of wonky and I'm home a lot. I'm like – I always, like, kind of get this little thought, like, well, what if I was a stay-at-home mom? Like, what if I – and then, like, the holidays hit and the summer hits. And I'm like, I'm not cut out for this. I'm not cut right. out. I'm like, I'm so tired. I'm. Yeah. S- it's like a different tired. It really is. It's just – so it was funny to hear you say that because I was like, I feel the opposite. I'm like, how in the world I would be dead at the end of the day, you know? So well, it's, it's just this unique. Uh, it's a good thing some yeah. women feel that way uh-huh. that you do, uh-huh.
1: or there would be no women in the workforce uh-huh. right yeah. yeah. If we all felt like me. Then. Right. But,
0: yeah, like I said, I think there really is so much of, like, wiring and personality yeah. and giftings and strengths, yeah. weaknesses, all of that that goes into it. Because, yeah, I like I said, I kind of chuckled to myself because I was like, oh, my gosh, I feel... Really opposite. I'm so tired. Di- I was like, I'm so tired. Like, I had a long meeting this yeah. afternoon and I came home, like, and it was like four o'clock. And I was like,
4: oh, I wouldn't usually feel like this if I had been home. Like, four o'clock yeah. is hard, you know? Yeah. So it's just really funny. So I joke that no one loves a Monday like my husband loves a Monday. <laughs> <laughs> no one's happier to go to work than Sam <laughs> When he's home, he is on. And on Mondays, he's like, bye, Felicia. He's like, see you later. <laughs> I love it I love it
0: um well y'all seriously thank you so much like so many just like not even like just stay at home but just like mom wisdom Mm -hmm. that was shared and I definitely benefited so once again thank y'all so much it was wonderful thank
1: you thank you yeah